0: You're listening to Gypsy and a Gentleman. We are your hosts, Rick and Gypsy, and this is an adult entertainment podcast about our sex life. Oh, and spoiler alert, we just started swinging. So this is for anyone looking to get a voyeuristic look into a non-monogamous marriage.
1: Today on the show, we're talking about all things hotel takeover, and we bring in a special guest to help guide us through the unknown. And I got to tell you people, she's got a beautiful set of tips on her. That's happening today on Gypsy and a Gentleman. And welcome in, Gypsy.
0: (laughs) Hey, Rick. You all right there?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's going on?
0: You seem really excited.
1: Well, it's like in video when you're doing video. What is? What do you remember? Like the excitement level was like 30% less or whatever. You got to raise your eyebrows
0: and excitement. Our one listener can't hear us, but we've got our eyebrows to like our hairline.
1: Yeah. It's, we're excited. Yeah.
0: So why are we excited?
1: Because we're, I mean, we're only, we're a matter of weeks away. Summer bang, Antigua.
0: We're going somewhere.
1: We are going somewhere. Oh, Not just the grocery store.
0: Yay. Um, and
1: we thought it'd be a good idea to talk about all things TakeOver.
0: Well, especially because even though we have been to one... I thought, you know, well, we've we've been. We know what to expect. We we, we have lessons that we've learned from the one that we went to. We'll be fine. Yeah, we're
1: seasoned pros now.
0: Right. And now that we're uh, about a month out from it, I'm freaking the fuck out.
1: Don't freak out, man.
0: (gasps) I'm hyperventilating. I (laughs) I really actually am pretty anxious all over again.
1: (laughs) Well, it's to be expected.
0: So in light of being like a giant bundle of flipping nerves... I thought that it would be really cool to uh, to talk about it and bring a super, super special guest to today's episode.
1: I thought it was my idea.
0: It was your idea.
1: Don't take credit for my <laughs> ideas.
0: <laughs> what's yours is mine. Yes. what's mine is mine.
1: I, I guess so. <laughs>
0: That's the I facts guess so. of life.
1: But we're not just talking about the stressors and the anxieties and the social stuff. We're also talking about just in general, like. What are we going to expect at a hotel takeover?
0: Well, I think that'll help with the anxieties a little bit.
1: Well, yeah, but yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I, but, anxiety is, is fear of the future, fear of the unknown. And every new experience, no matter how many times you've done it, is a new unknown thing.
1: Why don't you go ahead and introduce our very esteemed special guest.
0: Okay, so first of all, I have to tell you that I have the most massive girl crush on this lovely human being. Oh,
1: stop it.
0: (laughs) She's No, it's true. She's smart. She's funny. She's empathetic, uber organized, all kinds of nerdy, and I absolutely love it.
1: Brown noser.
0: I am. I'm going to just wipe my nose off right here. Also, she may or may not be a robot.
1: I think she is. I think so. Wasn't that determined... I mean... In the fall last year that she was yeah. a robot.
0: So, and not to mention, she's absolutely gorgeous.
1: Yes, she's got great tips too.
0: Tips, all the tips. So please welcome Kat to the virtual podcasting studio. Welcome to the show, Kat. Hey, my friend, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Yes, yeah, so tell us a little about yourself and your lifestyle... I don't know. I guess I want to know, like, how long have you been a connoisseur, if you will, of lifestyle events? We all want to know
1: if you're a professional.
2: A professional. Yes. Um, I mean, as you have said earlier, what is a professional? To be determined. Um, Well, my name is Kat Stone, and I work with Room 77 to help them put on their takeovers. I've only been doing it for a year. Um, but my husband and I have been in the lifestyle for five years, six years now. Damn. Yeah. So Does that make me professional? That's yeah, pro level, right? You, you, <laughs> you're, you're
1: pro level. You're pro level.
0: Uh, and so now you help with everything going smoothly and the spreadsheets and all the awesomeness. So that's awesome. So we're going to have a good time today when you're I going I to- so help me stop freaking out. Oh no, <laughs> I don't like hearing that when people get anxiety. And
1: there's plenty of it going around. We've we've had a couple conversations with people and
0: that you know. I th- and that I think is the biggest thing is that we we aren't alone in our anxiety because you know, we have this little chat group leading up to the the event and everything, but if you're not actively talking to other people, nobody's in the big chat group going, oh, I'm so scared. Like, that's not what's happening. It's like social media. Everybody's putting on their best angles, the best lighting, and their most excited faces for everything. So, like, it's really easy to be in your corner and go, nobody else is feeling this way. It's just me. And I'm a weirdo. And I don't know if I should even go now. And I don't know what to, like, ah, what do I do?
1: Take a breath. Relax. (laughs) Talk to (laughs) cat."
2: Well, if it helps at all, um, I like I said, we've been doing this for a few years now, and as far as being in the lifestyle, and I still get anxious meeting people and talking to people, and even the chat groups can be intimidating for me, and I am an administrator of one.
1: I, apparently, cock- a cocktail party is your hell? Uh,
2: yes, yeah. Um, well, not the cocktail party itself. The no out from the cocktail party when i need a break i i like to say that i am an extroverted introvert so i sometimes i need to go decompress
0: totally get that yeah i'm the same way like if i get my shot of tequila and it could be probably just one throughout like the entire like i could get there the first day take my shot of tequila and i'll probably be great the rest of the time sober but until i've had that until i've gotten kind of settled in then I'm, i'm very shy and reserved and Just watching and seeing and where do I fit in and and all of that. I think most people are.
2: I, I, I even think the people who tend to post, you know, the more explicit photos in the chat groups or the people who are the most chatty. I think they have that same feeling getting off the plane into the cab and walking to a resort. It might not last as long, but I think everybody has their own form of that oh shit moment. This is about to happen. I'm about to have to take off my clothes in front of everybody. Or not. Or not. You yeah, not have to, I guess. That's true. That's true. It does tend to happen, though, fairly fast for most people, even with the anxiety.
0: So that was kind of the first thing that I think we wanted to talk about is what exactly is a, a lifestyle hotel takeover um, and what can one expect when they book such an adventure? Like that's I think a big part of the anxiety is just not knowing what to expect from that moment we get off the plane and have those oh shit moments to getting in and what what overall would you say is is this whole thing about
2: uh well overall you know the hope is that doing a takeover versus maybe having an established lifestyle resort is that we can be the creators of a space we know that our guests are going to love it's very catered to our group and Um, I mean, even down to like, you know, the small details of play spaces or the disco or even your own rooms will have, you know, a a touch of uh, it's going to be okay. Like you're here on vacation, relax. We just want to really facilitate this space for you and your partner to connect on a deeper level and experience whatever your journey is
1: that's a really good answer.
0: <laughs> I'm like, it just blew Rick's mind.
2: <laughs> but it is, I, I, I tell people a lot when I get questions that, um, you know, is it all going to be just the specific type of person in the lifestyle? Is it going to be everybody's on this journey in the exact same place in the exact same moment? And here we are by ourselves, not on that journey. And, the the truthful and absolute answer is it is not like that. Everybody has their own journey. Everybody's in a different spot. Sometimes, you know, those journeys, those paths cross each other and you connect with another couple, but nobody is in the exact same place at the exact same moment all at once, all at the same time. So anybody who has that fear like we're by ourselves, we're, we're not going to meet any couple who can relate to us. They need to set that aside a little bit and just realize that in the end, it's about you and your partner, anyways. It's about your connection. And that connection will lead you, I promise you, to another connection if that's what you're looking for. If this vacation for you is about just relaxing, you know, maybe you have 15 children at home who are waiting for you, or, you know, stressful jobs that you have to get back to, this vacation is supposed to be or at least we hope it is for you when you go to a lifestyle takeover, whoever's lifestyle takeover it is, that it's going to be a place where you and your partner can just breathe and relax.
1: 15 kids. It's a lot.
2: I know. Well, I'm not, I'm not <laughs>
0: so, saying I know anybody with 15 kids.
1: That's what I'm I sure took away from out there. <laughs> my head was like
2: 15
0: kids. You know that they have a lot of sex. So, I mean, this is the place for them. Or at right? least yeah. once
2: every nine months, right? Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so that's a really good point, too, is that there's a like this huge spectrum of, of people. I mean, when we went to um, the, for our first hotel takeover in November, part of us thought that everybody was there to have a giant orgy. Everybody was there. They were pros. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of people there who we were so so intimidated by because they were absolutely gorgeous and they just seemed to really get along with absolutely everybody. So in our heads, we had imagined even before, like in the chat group that we had then. And then once we got there, we had this giant imagination that or imaginings that these people were having sex with everybody. And like, we just were never (laughs) going to be on that level of pro. And then come to find out they're actually not that's not where they're at. That's just where we decided in our, you know, imagination world to to put them and it's that's not where they were at at all. So you have this gamut of people that, you know, aren't even in the lifestyle, but maybe just want to be around people who are free and, you know, you can talk to about whatever you want or you don't have to talk about anything or, you know, just wanting to see sexy sights and then go back to your room and just be in that like incredibly sex charged atmosphere. I mean it's I think that's the the biggest thing.
2: I I loved where you were going though and I agree with everything you said. I you know I I think something about the lifestyle that people that it does for people is um it allows you to enter a non-judgment zone, right? So you For for the majority of people, they tend to, as they are shedding off clothing layers, they're also shedding off these fears that somebody is going to judge them for something. Maybe they're, you know, they are worried that they're not wearing the right T-shirt or the right pair of shorts or their hair looks a certain way or their body looks a certain way. But I've come to discover um, that these places or takeovers in general – allow you to move past that, move past your clothing, move past your looks. And one of my favorite things about the lifestyle is that it does really create this this space where you you think that you're going to be judged, but in reality, the minute you get off a plane or at the airport, if you know who's coming with you, everybody is just ready to have a good time. They're, They're ready to also get out of their own fears. Everybody is fearful of something. And these spaces allow you to shed all of that away. Um, truly, I think the minute you step off the plane, but I, I've also experienced this. So for somebody who's never experienced this, like, I totally understand why it's, it could be very intimidating. I
1: think that that's kind of part of the the purpose of our podcast today and talking about it and having this discussion is to kind of usher in those good feelings for the people that are going to be going and, have uncertainties or that fears or the anxiety and stuff. So I'm really glad that we're having this conversation. We get, we get to kind of break things down, what to expect, what is it going to be like, especially if you have no idea, like before our first one, like you mentioned, it was going to be a big orgy gang gang everywhere, (laughs) Uh, but it's not like that. So it's good to talk about it and to know that people are in different levels. Sure. You know, you've got people like us that are just, Barely at the scratch in the surface and there's people that have been doing it for twenty years. Yeah. You know, or whatever. So definitely. One of the things I kind of wanted to get into one of the questions is you've booked your tickets. You got a, a taxi cab from the airport to the hotel. You get checked in. It's the first day. What comes next? What now? What what can people expect once they get there and they kind of start to get into a routine or start to get into their comfort levels and What's gonna happen? What is what are what's the playroom gonna be like? What are the excursions gonna be like? Things like that. Just sure. what to expect in general.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I can only speak from the standpoint of having gone to a lifestyle resort that's always lifestyle, and um, uh, the room seventy seven takeovers. So outside of outside of that, I I can't tell you what to expect. But, but you know, for for my husband and I, our very first ever, I was probably the most anxious person, like, to the point where people probably thought on the plane that I was worried the plane was going to crash because I was holding my husband so tightly. Like, they probably thought I had a fear of planes, which is absolutely not true. Um, I was just terrified of going to a lifestyle resort because, you know, you get on the forums and you read all these things. And a- as you guys have mentioned, you think you're going to walk in and you're going to just see everybody, like, going to town with, you know – Sally Sue and Molly May and you're deer in headlights. Um, but that, that's not the case. And so our first experience, we walked in and it it is so cliche to say, but it felt like home, I guess, in a way, because everybody was so welcoming. Everybody was, you know, can I get you this? Do you need this? Uh, let me show you around. Let me um, show you like, is it lunchtime? Let me show you where to go eat. It was just, it was so friendly. And so no matter, I I think this is true no matter what, but whether it was our first experience at a resort or my first experience putting on an event, everybody is genuinely the most friendly, welcoming. Hi, my name is such and such. Who, you know, who are you? Um, Let me give you a hug if that's what you're comfortable with. Uh, so I think that you can expect that kind of level of just inclusiveness. You, you will always be included no matter where you're from or where your level of play is at, especially at, you know, the events I I get the pleasure of hosting. That's always my biggest, um, you know, thing that I want to convey to people is that I'm going to be there to greet you when you get to the hotel. I'm going to be there to show you around, I'm going to be there to answer your questions like you can always get a hold of me and then as far as like you know kind of the layout of what happens next it's really whatever you want to happen next if you want to go to your room and settle in and watch TV although I don't know why you would but if that's something <laughs> you want to do that that's okay if you want to go to the bar and grab a drink that's okay if you want to go to the pool and you want to be in swimsuits great. If you want to get naked, fantastic. It, it really is about your journey and what you want the vacation to be. So there's never any specific thing that you feel like you have to do. You don't have to go to the pool. You don't have to go to the hot tub. You don't have to go to theme nights. It, it, it's what you want to make your schedule to be.
0: And that's something that I really struggled with when we went to sensation because I didn't know if there was an expectation because this isn't like a real. This isn't not that it's not a real vacation. (laughs) This isn't like a regular vanilla vacation where not that everything's scheduled out for you, but you sort of have this buffet, right, of all these different things that you guys put together for us to be able to pick and choose from what we wanted to do. And in my head, there was sort of this expectation that, oh, we need to be going and mingling with the people all the time you know get to the pool when it opens and stay there until it closes and go to the happy hours and hopefully get a nap in before it din- between dinner and we go to the theme nights and then have a sexy costume do more mingling and drinking and it just was like oh my gosh this is way too much don't
1: forget about speed dating
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, And I did. I had a full-blown panic attack, I think, the second morning we were there. And it was really just a failure of communication on my part because one day I I did want to go down to the pool. But instead of just saying, hey, I want to go down to the pool, I was trying to convince Rick that that's what we were supposed to be doing as, like, these people who are venturing into the lifestyle. Like, this is what we're supposed to do. And he's like, no, no, it's not. And then later on in the day, I was standing there and... Richard actually was the one. He came out from nowhere and just like popped up in my face and was like, I need to talk to you. I was like, "Okay," because I had this like scared deer in the headlights. I'm about to bolt, like don't know where I am, why I'm here, anything like that. And he took me aside and really just kind of talked me off the metaphorical ledge. Like it doesn't have to mean anything. It's about you and Rick. And you know, you guys having a good time and you having the space that you need and, and, and want. So if you want to come down to the pool, cool. If you don't, don't. And so you can really dial back or turn up anything that you want as far as the social aspect of it or gosh, probably even the sex. Like I, I don't, I don't know if anybody is really actually having sex 24 seven but I, you don't have to, and you're sure. not seeing it like that. It's not in your face like that at all.
1: Yep. Well, we went to Desire, right? No, 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 no. no. We, we went, went to secrets. secrets. Yeah, that was our that was our first lifestyle thing. <laughs> we went to Secrets, and we saw more public the finger bang heard around the world, um, <laughs> being there in a pool party afternoon pool party than we did at an actual event takeover.
0: They were, yeah, at Secrets, we went there just to get a little bit of experience with being naked in front of people. just to get naked. And they were having this huge event, and so they had a lot, the pool was completely full, the jacuzzi was completely full, there was no space for us anywhere, basically, like we were, we were nut to butt with everybody in the pool, practically, Um, and so like at the pool, there was finger banging, at the little cabanas, there was things going on, and so it was just this smorgasbord of oh my gosh all these things so but it wasn't actually we were probably some of the most forward people having sex on the beds out of the, the pool that one day but I only ever saw one other person do that so it, it wasn't it wasn't a giant orgy all the time no
2: <laughs> and I do think that people always kind of get that impression like when they're like oh my gosh if it you know public displays of affection are allowed and this is all I'm gonna see is all of this all the time but you're right I would say there probably is somewhere somebody out there who is having sex all the time, but that that is an outlier, so to speak, in these types of events. And I'm, I'm going to scroll back really quickly, but um, Richard and Lauren are both, you know, beautiful examples of what I think hosts at a takeover should be. They are they're constantly looking to make sure that everybody is feeling safe in their own space, and they don't have a problem taking you by the hand and saying, hey, you know, what's going on? Let's let's talk about what space you want to create and how we can help you create that space with you and your partner.
0: I think he literally did take me by the hand. He did, because then he he dragged me over to you, Kat.
2: (laughs) And we had a conversation about anxiety.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was funny because I actually had a dream and now I can't remember, I, to be honest, I can't remember if it was before or after. It was probably after. Um, but for woo-woo effect, we'll say it was before. I had a dream that Richard gave me a kitten and told me to take really good care of it and that this kitten was going to just help me through life. And then the next day, he he gave me you, cat,
2: And here I am. And I I I, I don't lie. Like, I... Have experienced or am experiencing right this moment, all the anxieties that people experience. I am a very, very introverted, very self conscious, very, you know, worried about all the details kind of person. So if you think that nobody at this take this particular takeover. Or, you know, that the hosts don't also get nervous. Um, I'm here to tell you that's very, very, very wrong.
0: Okay, so I wanted to ask you. So one thing that I have really been struggling with is theme night outfits. And and just in general with, like, the packing that goes with that. But with theme night outfits... Um, the struggle I'm having, like, there's this decision fatigue. You guys put out this really nice thing that, like, gives you some examples and gives you websites that you can go look for. After a while, it all just kind of starts blending together. And I'm just like, I don't I can't I, I don't know what to do.
1: Analysis paralysis.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, like, there's a the decision fatigue. Is it going to look OK on my body because you're online shopping? Am I going to embarrass myself slash my partner with some crazy nerdy com- that I'm coming up with like you know just all the things so do you have any issues with that at all and like how can you help me (laughs) sure oh I don't
2: don't know I can I can do my best I can give you my best advice for this um first and foremost I I think that you can never do too much or too little when it comes to theme nights you know I've seen people not participate at all in theme nights like not even show up because they want to take that night off which is fine I've seen people come to theme nights dressed in their dinner attire, which tends to be, you know, slacks or shorts and a polo and a cute um, dress. And I've seen people go to the nines where they literally take, you know, time, hours to get ready, where they do like the painting of the faces and the bodies and they style their hair a certain way and they have like 10 million accessories they they brought 10 bags with them of stuff to wear. So <laughs> I've seen it all. And I, I think the biggest thing I can say as far as are you going to embarrass yourself? Absolutely not. There, There's nothing you could do or not do, you know, for somebody to look at you and be like, what, what is happening? That would never happen. That's the beauty of this non-judgment zone that is created that you can just Do what makes you feel good. So if you like to dress in next to nothing, do it. If you are, you know, a little more comfortable and you would rather cover up a little bit more, do it. You do whatever makes you feel sexy. Whatever makes you feel good and confident and ready to have a great night with your partner, that's what you do. And so if you're like looking at – you know, two outfit options and you're like, well, I think everybody would like this outfit, but I like this outfit because I'm going to feel more comfortable in it. Do the more comfortable one. It is not your responsibility to please everybody else. It's your responsibility to make sure that you feel comfortable walking out of your room and ready to have a good night.
0: I love that.
1: Yeah. So I got a question for you. Sure. What if I came to a theme night Wearing just a sock. Just one sock. Just one sock. On your foot? No.
2: Oh, not on your foot. I was thinking we would do this like this one sock on my foot and that's it. Just like you forgot the rest of the outfit.
1: No. um, Where do I put my wallet slash money slash condoms slash lube?
2: Well, if you're like me, you have a nifty backpack that you carry with you. Like, uh, you know, the most prepared person in the world. I I kid you not, I always have a backpack on me. No matter what I'm wearing, I could be wearing next to nothing. And you'll see me walking around in like a school backpack because I (laughs) I have to be prepared for those what if moments.
1: Pasties and a backpack.
2: Pasties and a backpack. (laughs) You're welcome. In advance for that. Nice. That's my advice.
1: I'm not going to wear just a sock.
2: I mean, you know, but if that's what you want to do, man, let's do it. Let's rock it out. Although I, I still prefer the sock to be on just one foot and one foot, else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then great. I could
1: just slide my wallet down. Oh yeah, see, solve.
2: easy. Look, we're solving we're solving the world's mm-hmm. problems right now. Really.
0: Yep. There you go. Yep. There you go.
2: But uh, in you know, I kind of going back a little bit. Something I hear too a lot with people and theme nights is that they're always worried. Well, what if I dress up and my partner doesn't? Because you know, people always want to put on this. I'm going to use air quotations. No, nobody can see them. But this united <laughs> front, for some reason, and I, again, I always want to go back to this: do what makes you happy. My husband, not really a fan of dressing up for theme nights. It's not something that he gets all excited about. It doesn't mean much to him. So, you know, I want him to be equally as comfortable as I am in whatever I'm wearing so if that means he doesn't want to participate in the theme night that's okay it's okay with me and I I'm not again we're not we're not here to please everybody else we're here to have a good time with us and connect with us and in that connection we will connect with other people
1: that's really good to hear because theme <laughs> I see this look a challenge for me and like I've just been thinking about T-shirts and shorts. Yeah. I think every
0: night he's shorts. got like themed. I've got t-shirts. t-shirts. Yep. that that is you know? exactly
2: like, where my husband's comfort level is. And and he did the theme nights. Thinking our first trip, desire we we really did like dig in and test our comfort zones as far as what we were comfortable walking around in in public. Um, and you know, he looked at me one day. He was like, "I just I don't feel good about myself wearing this. I'm I'm a little self conscious." about my own my own appearance to me. Not that everybody else is thinking that, but I can't get out of my head about something. And that that was that was it. That was the point where I was like, well, I don't want you to be like that. I I want you to be walking on cloud nine because you're so comfortable in what you're wearing, that you're not that's not what you're thinking about. You're not thinking about like, oh my God, what am I wearing? You're thinking about all these beautiful people on the dance floor. And, right. you know, all these, yeah. these things that we could do that night instead of being so worried about not feeling 100% in what you're wearing.
0: I think with us, when we went to our t- first hotel takeover, um, we sort of combined a lot of that stuff into one day where we finally, it was like the second to last day. And it was, I think we finally found our, our groove and kind of our comfort zone a little bit and let our hair down, as it were. I mean, Rick's bald, but, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I was.
0: But I was, that night, was Batman
1: you, wearing a yeah. penis sleep. Oh, uh,
0: that was such a great night. Uh, and <laughs> but you were so, you were so uncomfortable when you first put it on, and you were like, I don't know if I want to do this. But you mm-hmm. had the mask and the cape, and then that night was super a huge blast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of that I think was because you were indulging in libations and so it brought that down a little bit for you. <laughs> the yep, anxiety I, came down.
1: Yeah. Cause I don't know if I would wear that again,
0: <laughs> but you know what? You tried it. So I, you, yeah. I, I think yeah. that was something that, um, some friends of ours last or a couple weekends ago told us is, you know, pick one night and if you want to try something that maybe you wouldn't normally do pick one night to do something more risque or more out there or, or whatever, and then just do whatever you want the other the other nights and that way at least like with Rick and the Batman outfit you can say well I did it (laughs) yeah (laughs) you
2: know definitely and uh, Richard and Lauren have a great theme night called Zero Fucks Given which is you know perfect for that and that will be the night my husband dresses up because we like to have I mean he likes to have a little fun too with it and get a little silly and all these things um but it's not for him every night and that's okay and you know if you do have these grand costumes that you have picked out whether it's both of you or one of you And there's a night where you're looking at each other like, I really just, I don't feel like it. You don't have to do it just because you brought the costume. It's okay to decide that you want to wear your dinner outfits instead or just chit your swimsuit. Like whatever makes, again, whatever makes you comfortable, do it. It's about you
0: guys. So kind of in that same vein, we definitely I could see how it would be really easy to overpack. And um, in my heart of hearts, I want to be a minimalist. (laughs) But in reality, I cannot be. (laughs) So like we we ended up paying, I think, almost as much as a plane ticket for packing (laughs) this extra shit that we had. (laughs) Um, And I'm a little worried because this trip is more days than the last trip that we took. So. If I were to try and embrace extreme minimalism, what are the absolute must have things to bring to something like this? Sunscreen, for sure. Bring sunscreen.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised when people forget that they need sunscreen and they wake up the next day and it's tragic. And oh, oh.
1: Three days of miserable, burnt <laughs> Yeah, <skin.
0: laughs> it
2: really is. Um, yeah, so sunscreen obviously is important. Yeah. Um,
0: so what is in your backpack with, that you carry around? Oh, gosh.
2: Well, I'm prepared for everything. So my backpack consists of um, obviously condoms and lubricant of different types, just in case you like water-based or silicone-based. Uh, um,
0: <laughs> You're like a moving store. Like, I have Kleenex <laughs> and uh, baby wipes for cleanup, just in case that
2: needs to happen. Um I, and again, you have to remember this is probably not your typical backpack. So if you are listening to this, then I'm not saying this is what you need. It's just what's in my backpack. Um, I have band aids and you know first aid kit, and um, I tend to bring my Yeti cup. I, I hear that that's important to bring your own Yeti cup if you would like one to help. With oh yeah, we didn't
0: things. know that before uh, we went to Sensations, so we didn't have our own specialized.
1: Everybody Cups. had tumblers. They're in the pool with their, yeah. own, their own personal tumblers, and we're like getting the little plastic <laughs> like, clear cup from the bartender. Like. Not
0: the cool kids. <laughs> so are
1: those? So were those people going to their rooms to make their own drinks?
2: Uh, some or, people do, but the bartenders will or, fill them up too. Okay, you can hand your bartender or a yeti and be like, "Please put my drink in this instead." They'll do that, no problem. But I, actually, I do. I have a checklist every time we go on vacation that these things go in my backpack.
0: So if you want to be uber OCD prepared, reach out to Kat for that checklist. Yep.
2: Seriously. (laughs) True. True story.
1: What about, um, something like electrolyte powder, like for water, like mixing into water?
2: Yeah. So, um, we do carry like the electrolyte powder. We also carry five hour energies for those days that we really do want to go out and hang out, but we're just exhausted because it's day six and we've been going really hard. Um, so that tends to happen. Electrolytes is a good one. Um, this is going to sound really strange and I don't even know if it's factual. I'm not a doctor, but I I like to go get a pickle juice um when we oh, go yeah. places yeah. for electrolytes mm-hmm. um to keep myself hydrated.
1: Okay. So 5 hour energy, not cocaine.
2: Not <laughs> cocaine. Just straight up okay, 5 hour energy. I would have gone for the cocaine.
1: I would have just oh, done it. Oh my the god. god. Yeah. Stop we, it. we we no travel you would with not. the
2: we, we're 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 not very pro in this aspect so we like, we can only take half of one before we're a little over overly done
1: so it's like a two and a half hour energy
2: well it's five for us or at least five for me my now my husband drinks coffee from sun up till like 9 p.m at night so caffeine doesn't affect him as easy. so maybe he does need cocaine i don't know
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's like sneaking some in his coffee and you don't even know it <laughs>
2: but it's
1: non dairy creamer.
0: It's not. <laughs> as long as it's not dairy, it's good, right? Right. <laughs> um so I wanted to talk about that aspect of it a little bit. Um like you hear on some of the forums on Reddit about people in the lifestyle doing drugs and I don't know if we can say that or not. I don't know, but doing adulty things that aren't alcohol. I didn't like. We took some edibles with us to like calm down the emotions and stuff, but um, and like a little vape pen or whatever. But we we never encountered anybody doing anything other than that, and it was not even a a, a thing. So, is that a thing at takeovers and resorts? Um, I
2: have never seen anybody do anything outside of uh, like you said, edibles or um, pot. I guess I, my husband. So we're not
0: actually going back to middle school and high school where people are going to peer pressure us into, into oh, doing. Oh gosh, things. no.
2: No. And my <laughs> husband and I, I don't, we don't partake in anything. Um, so, you know, you, again, you, you'll run the gamut. This is probably going to be my, my common theme is that you, there will be somebody for everything always. So whether you don't do anything, whether you like edibles every day, whether you do, edibles once a week you're gonna find somebody probably who has that same kind of mentality but outside of that i'm not saying it doesn't happen i've just never seen it happen
1: okay so we're not taking lines of cocaine off of your butt
2: i mean if that's something you want to do again i'm here to help you facilitate your own safe space so
0: (laughs) as long as it's safe as long as it's safe (laughs) cattle make it safe oh god i'll bring my
2: sanitizing first what about
1: alcohol because i know that some people they go to the tax-free the, at the airport the what are what are those called duty-free the shops duty-free, duty-free shops, shops mm-hmm. and they purchase their alcohol and take it with them
0: yeah is this We've like a, a movie is this like oh a, okay i was like is this like a movie theater thing like is this a
1: professional level <laughs>
0: <type>? <laughs> well
2: so depending on the resort and this is going to depend on you know what kind of takeover you're going is it all inclusive same with the resort there are top shelf liquors, and then there are liquors that they charge for. So it's always kind of good to ask that question. what What is included in the all-inclusive, if it's all-inclusive? Some takeovers aren't all-inclusive, and so, you know, you're going to be paying behind the bar no matter what. Um, but for people who like maybe, you know, the Johnny Walker Blues or the higher-end Scotches these tend to be things that do get marked up and you do have to pay for. And I know people who will go to duty free and pick those up instead because that's what they enjoy. That's, you know, that's their comfort is those particular brands. And that's what makes them feel, you know, in a good place. And so it's it really is a, an up to you, your preference kind of thing.
0: One thing that surprised me last time, and we didn't know exactly how to handle a sensation, and maybe it was just because we didn't have like uh, uh, I didn't carry a purse anywhere because like this is vacation I'm not carrying anything you don't be the backpack Um, person (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. so this time maybe I'll be a little different but um (laughs) lessons that we've learned and you know but last time we we knew that so it was all inclusive and then for tipping so what we would do when we would go to tip people is that we would just like make sure the bartender saw that we were giving them a really big tip at the very beginning of the night and then we didn't we, we didn't tip sure. the rest of the time. That was just the bar we went to all the time. Is that okay? Or is that some kind of like faux pas? Because we would never been to anything like this before. Yeah, no, that's definitely okay.
2: I, I've met people who tip at the very beginning of the night because they want to tip that bartender up front. I've met people who don't tip until the end of the week, and they have, like, these cute little envelopes that they personalize with their favorite, you know, bartenders and um, cleaning staff and, you know, concierge and those kinds of things. Um, And I've met people who tip per drink. Uh, It really is your preference. Whatever makes you feel comfortable. If you don't like walking around with a wallet or a backpack and you'd rather just tip up front, that's, that's fine. If you want to tip at the end of the night, that's fine too. Um, Now, for the takeover we're doing, they don't leave out tip jars anywhere. They don't? Mm -mm. So, you know, it's recommended that you tip, you know, personally to that person. Now, again, if you want to do it at the beginning of the week and you want to give, you know, a pretty large tip, that's up to you. If you want to give a small tip, that's up to you. It's it's whatever you want to do, whatever you are in the mood for, whatever – you know, makes you feel like you were on vacation.
0: I am sensing a solid theme throughout this. I know.
2: I I feel like a broken record,
0: (laughs) but it's so true that it's good. Yeah.
2: I I think people get so in their heads about, well, everybody's going to expect me to do this. Everybody's going to hit on me. Everybody's going to try to get me to have sex with them. Everybody's going to do all these things. And in my experience, it's actually never, it's never been like that. I mean, you will obviously get hit on because you're at a, a resort where people are just openly friendly and friendly in the aspect that they feel comfortable enough in their own skins to be like, hey, you're really cute. Um, but if you don't want it to go any further, you don't, it, nobody's pressuring you. Nobody's going to make you feel like you have to do something. And the biggest thing to keep in mind is it's your vacation. It is your time with your partner, and the person next to you also is their time with their partner. Nobody is like splitting up, trying to be these lions looking for or prey, not being hunted <laughs> and pouncing on you. That's not that. That's something that I think people worry about, but in reality, everybody is there to be with their partner, at least in the takeovers I've been to and the resorts I've been to. Everybody's there for their partner. You know, what their play level is will vary, but it's always about them and their partner. And it's always about you and your partner. And it's always about the person next to you and their partner and so on and so forth. The story goes and everybody has that mentality.
0: That was one thing that happened to us is that we were graciously invited to an orgy, which I I don't think that I totally realized until, Kat, you pointed it out. And you're like, you're being invited to an orgy. You should go over there. So I'm dragging Rick. Rick has no idea what's going on. He's like, I'm dancing in my Batman underwear. I'm Batman. <laughs> and, you know, so we go over there. And one of the things that I worried about is if, if somebody propositioned us for something or and we didn't want to and how hard it would be to say no and everything. The cool thing is, is that the people were so cool is that when we got over there and I think they could sense a little bit of hesitation because I said poor Rick didn't have any idea what was going on he's just like oh we're going over here now cool and so our communication wasn't super good in the moment either but they gave us every opportunity to for for an out and then one of the other things I was worried about was what about the next day when you've said no to somebody and then is it awkward because you're stuck at this hotel thing with them for several days afterwards and it totally wasn't It, it you know we we walked right up to them at the next the next night and we're like hey guys how's it going you know and it was just Everybody was just so gracious and easygoing that, you know, if you get invited to an orgy and you don't really want to at that moment, it's cool. Just don't. And no, there's not hard feelings about it. Yeah, we we were invited. uh, One time we
2: went to desire. We were invited to this orgy and we were nowhere near that type of play. And, you know, we just politely declined. Said that sounds lovely. You know, I hope you have a great time. Um, we're going to have to bow out of this one. But thank you so much for the invite. We're really flattered. And, you know, the next morning we woke up and the first thing we said to him was like, oh, my gosh, how how was everything? Did you have a great mm-hmm. night? And it it was like, you know, you, you declined dinner. You didn't want to go out to dinner with somebody that lives down the street. And they're like, oh, yeah, dinner was great. Orgy was great. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, sorry I missed you. And that that's literally the amount of talk that happened with that particular scenario.
0: So what about you and your husband ha- and like setting expectations ahead of time about what you guys are comfortable with ahead of time and, and you know, what, what kind of things do you talk about and fantasize about even before you go on something like this? That's
2: actually a really good question. And I, I was going to mention this earlier when you talked about... You know kind of diving into your own anxieties one of the ways we worked through ours going into our first takeover and every takeover since because it's what worked for us we talk about the hypotheticals well what if even if it's the most extreme hypothetical like you know people fall out of the sky (laughs) and they are naked and they have got condoms in their hands and are like do you want to have sex with us what are we (laughs) going to do so even like the craziest things that you can think of, we have talked about, but talking through the most outrageous scenarios to the common ones, it almost brought us closer in a more unified, well, this is how we're going to respond. And, you know, later on, if that wasn't the response, you know, like we talked through a scenario and like this is our safe space. Later on, we can always go back and reevaluate what that safe space is. But um, I, I think that talking through For us, talking through different possibilities leading up to an event helped alleviate some of those anxieties because I knew I had somebody whose hand I was holding and doing it with. It wasn't me taking on my fears by myself. It was me taking on my fears, which never came to fruition, by the way, with (laughs) somebody who I love and trust with my entire being. And I, I actually encourage people to talk about these things, talk about the different scenarios, talk about the what-ifs, talk about the crazy things, and you you will either find what you really are uncomfortable with, or you might discover something that you're both really excited about. But if you didn't have these conversations or these fantasies or even these, you know, weird, will-never-actually-happen scenarios, you, you won't discover those things about yourself. And I, I think self-discovery is one of the most important parts of this journey.
0: And we for sure we had we had had a lot of conversations leading up to the trip that we went on. And I don't think anything could have prepared us for what happened when we finally got there. There's something to be said for the experience. And so with for us, it was like a week-long giant experiment in how good can we hone our communication skills with each other? (laughs) Because that was half of the, the, I wouldn't say problem, but that was half of my anxiety, I think, is what is Rick thinking about this? Because I would, if I am being flirty and fun, and that was actually one of the things that I asked Richard, I was like, what does the flirtation mean? If I flirt with somebody, does it mean anything? Am I committing us to something that I did later down the road? Because you kind of take this, you know, social, cultural thing into the uh, norms in the lives that are outside of the lifestyle into the lifestyle where, you know, if you flirt with a guy and then you're not going to put out at the end of the night, then you're a tease. But it's not really like that. If if you want to be flirty and fun, you can. And up until whatever level you're comfortable with, you can say, oh, I'm good. That's that's what i'm here for yeah definitely and that was that was hard i think for for both of us to kind of come to i mean we still have Mm -hmm. discussions about that
1: we do because it goes it harkens back to the good cop bad cop and who has to be the bad cop
2: this guy who who runs away first and
0: the other one has to save
2: themselves
0: (laughs) i'm gonna be running away every time No, uh, so yeah, sometimes it can get into some sticky situations.
2: <laughs> but I mean, maybe you bring up a good point with, um, you know, you you said that at Sensation, you one of the things that you guys kind of maybe not made a goal for yourself in the moment, but walked through and talked through is your communication. Um, and as silly as it sounds, my husband and I tend to make a goal for ourselves for each event or takeover or resort. Vacationing, And whether that's a playful like we want to do this in this spot together and see what happens or we want to go all out for a theme night or we want to take 10 minutes, you know, every day and reset together and talk about the past day's events. Like we always have something that we are trying to get better at doing, whether it's embracing self-confidence or being more engaged. In- encouraging to the other person to embrace their self-confidence or creating these fun scenarios and fantasies. There's We always kind of walk into this like this is our chance to grow with each other while learning a lot as well.
0: It's really great um, to hear that kind of echoed over and over though is that it's really about you and your partner connecting and there's a huge social aspect of it of a lifestyle trip that, you know, you you don't get. Like when we came home and we we I told my friend that we had met a lot of really cool people and had a lot of really cool conversations, she's like, But you were on vacation. Why would you be talking to anybody? And that's I think that's part of it is you just have this really neat social thing where you can talk about this sort of secret thing in your life that you can't talk about with the neighbors normally. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) definitely. I'm Batman.
0: And just completely be yourself. Literally let it all hang out if you want to. Rick doesn't like doing that, so... But, you know, mostly hang out.
2: Self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. um, You you do you, man. If you're comfortable in whatever you're wearing, do it. Or not wearing. It's up to you. The sock? Not the sock? I don't know. (laughs) All this to say, it is about you and your partner, but I... It's okay to have anxieties about it too. I I don't want anybody to think that you should be walking off the plane without any kind of anxious feelings because that's just human nature. And it's okay to be a little worried. And I think my my biggest point is that everybody, though, is worried about something. It might not be the same something you are, but everybody's worried a little bit about something walking off that plane. And so just know that you are in good company, whether it be you know, solidarity and having anxieties or in good company that everybody will probably pretty mostly naked at the pool within 10 minutes of arriving or, you know, in good company that you're going to have these great conversations or in good company that everybody is there for their partner first and then, you know, all, all the great things that happen second.
1: And I would add on there too, because, um, you know, everybody does have the the, the social anxiety aspect of especially if you've never been there before Mm -hmm. and done it before to participate at your own comfort level, but don't be afraid to open yourself up to conversations with new people. Yes, Mm -hmm. because our like November, our very first, you know, takeover, we didn't know anybody. We didn't know what the lifestyle was about, you know, hardly. And now we've met you, Richard and Lauren, another couple that we just met up with a couple of weeks ago in Orlando. So there's just, friends that we've made so quick just because we open ourselves up.
2: Well, and maybe that's one of the goals that you have is that you're going to take one day of this takeover. If you're super introverted, like I am, and you're going to tell yourself, you're going to get in the pool and you're going to walk up to somebody and introduce yourself and ask them how they're doing and see where the conversation goes. I mean, that's, that's to completely honest. That is one of my goals this trip because I tend to, you know, shy away from interactions with people because I I'm super introverted and I get very anxious and I I don't know I, I giggle a lot and then I I, I start <laughs> talking at the speed of light so nobody understands me and then I run away very fast. But my goal <laughs> of this trip is to get in the pool and at least talk to one person that I have not had a conversation with yet so I can open myself up to that those kind of potential possibilities of friendships.
0: I will say one of the coolest things that I have never experienced in my entire life, because, you know, when you when you're in high school, there's all these cliques and things or or even when you go to I've gone to professional conferences and things like that. And there's sort of this semicircle, you know, of people talking and um you try to like go stand by them because you're you you do not really know what's going on but you want to sort of kind of edge your way into the conversation and people will like move in the regular vanilla world to keep you out of that circle like how dare you ed- try to edge into you know this conversation and it's just like a friendly conversation nothing's you know there's no state secrets being played at, at this conversation but you're not part of that group i will say that the 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 people that went to the last thing that we went to were so cool and so welcoming that it no matter what group that you walked up to no matter what semicircle there might be of somebody telling a story and there's there's all these people around people will literally open up with their body language and invite you into the circle and you don't you don't even have to say anything if you don't want to and that was i mean i love just watching people and i'm i am i am a sucker for jokes like i will laugh at every joke no matter how unfunny cuz it's just i mean cuz it's funny to me but and so so like if I'm that's my role in the circle, I'm totally good with it. But they they just open it up and and they allow that. And I thought that was so incredibly cool. And, you know, so it, it it's scary no matter what to walk up to people and say, hi, I'm Gypsy and how you doing? But at the same time, it's an environment where lots of people are doing it, too. And so it makes it a little easier to kind of sidle your way up to people and start having conversations. And I think that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about our last trip.
2: The only thing I, I want to add in and talking about that that circle of people that you were mentioning that how they just open up, I, I think something that people also get worried about is, well, what if my level of play doesn't match their level of play? Like, what if the circle is only for people who are hall pass, full swap, separate rooms, or only orgies, or only things. And I, I would say my experience is that truly, truly, nobody is going to judge you for wherever you're at in your level of play. I, Our, our last trip that we put on, not sensation, but our last trip to the Caribbean island, um, there, there were couples there who weren't even in the lifestyle. That they just liked being in that electric charged environment, and they made so many friends at this event because nobody is going to shun you for not wanting to be whatever level of play they are. And I think it's something that I think people have a hard time grasping until you've actually experienced it. Um, so I, I just I, I want to throw that out there as something that it is a nerve wracking feeling walking into a place where. PDA can occur, but you are not going to be rejected if that is not something that you are into.
1: Well said, Kat.
2: Thanks. <laughs> well said. <laughs> I get off on my tangent. So sometimes you have to like tell me to shut up.
1: No, it's it's good. Um, I think that's one of the, the biggest things that I enjoy about the lifestyle is everybody that we've met so far legitimately loves life. And they're mm. they are just on a roller coaster, True. having fun.
2: And growing. I think that's my my other big takeaway yeah. too is yeah. that people are always so open to growing. It might not be growing in play levels, but it, it's either, you know, growing into the acceptance that people do find different play levels fun or that that might be a possibility one day. I mean, my husband and I, uh, we when we first started, we were no playing at all. Like we were exhibitionists only, nobody shared bed space with us there's no parallel play it was literally just that's what we enjoyed and we have since grown but i that's my one of my most favorite things about the lifestyle is that it gives you space to grow at your own pace with nobody telling you what's right or wrong or which pathway to take and is there a formula to growing in those those types of scenarios
1: f and a cotton f and a,
2: f and a. <laughs> also, i also get to be really cool people like you guys
0: oh thanks Ah. Sometimes I don't really feel cool. I'm just a big ball of anxiety. But I love everything that you've said. And I legitimately think that I'm just going to put like little snippets of it on like auto recordings to go off during the day and tell me that I'm good. Or you can just, <laughs> <So> just <laughs> tell me that you
2: need some time and I'll just come sit on your bed and we'll talk about it. I'm I'm happy to do that too.
0: Gypsy. I love it.
1: Love it. Well, Florida's lovely this time of year. I hear it is. So, hey, Cat, thank you so much, so so much for lending your wisdom and your knowledge and your experience to our podcast today. It's been a pleasure. All the
0: professionalism, oh, I love the it. Pleasures all. Oh right.
1: yeah. mm Hmm. Yeah. We, and we love your tips.
0: <laughs> it only took an hour to get it, but you no. got it. <laughs> Nailed it. It's been waiting it. <laughs> oh crap. All right, so we'll see you soon. All right, thanks for having me, guys.
1: And that wraps up this episode. Thanks for lending us your time and ear holes. Gypsy and a Gentleman is a Room 77 production. And if you enjoyed today's shenanigan-packed episode, please leave us a review and a five-star rating. Remember, every positive review is worth at least one Gypsy blowjob.
0: If you have any questions for us or just want to connect, follow us over on Twitter at gypsy and a Gent or shoot us an email at rg at gypsyandagentleman.com.
1: Thanks for swinging by today. We wish nothing but good things for you and your genitals. Till next time, keep having sex with strangers. I will go anywhere, anywhere to find.
0: about this trip, what? Oh. that moment when we get into the hotel room mm-hmm. and we get to have hotel sex for the first time. Mm-hmm. I
1: love it when you suck my cock. Mm-hmm. Just don't make me come prematurely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, take it easy there. Mm-hmm. Shit! Oh, I think your pussy needs my cock.
0: I think you should put me over the desk. Oh. oh. grab my hips hard. Yeah. Oh. 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 my God. You're so-